Wayne, um, what do you do if every time you see this one incredible woman, you, you think you're gonna hurl? I say hurl. If you blow chunks and she comes back, she's yours. If you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. Episode 134. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Birthplace of the audio Twitter. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Frank, and Bill. It was the tiniest Captain America shield I've ever seen in my life. It was like the size of a paper plate. And I was like, oh, how cute. What are you going to do with that? You're gonna, eat, you're, gonna eat your, uh, you're gonna eat your little um, uh-huh. macaroni sandwich, macaroni salad off that. Yeah, the guy was upset and he walked away. Where can I get one of those? Um, well, same place this guy got one. It's just about. To <laughs> it's fun when you eat the one bite that uh, that exposes the the spider on the middle of his chest. Yeah, and you go, cool man, <laughs> Spider Man. Captain America has a spider. On his I don't know. I just nodded. I, I, have, I have no, no idea, idea what Bill is talking about. Well, I don't know what you're talking no about. So. Neither so. I. I just nodded. So yeah. Well, well I, go, I was the one who originally was just kind of nodding. We had to go and vacuum the floor with the cat. Hey, who? um, let's talk about DCBS. Oh, I'm Frank. And you know what? Um, Yeah, I'm Bill. Um, I'm Brad. Okay. But um, yeah, it's it's hard to Swiffer a floor with a cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but because, not possible. Well, it's hard to connect. See, that's to the, the thing. End. It's, it's hard to connect them to the end of that stick. I mean, what do you use? Like duct tape or you know some kind of no, super glue? No, there. cats all have a hole in the backside. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just you lift up the, the tail. You just put that just stick insert. in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah, what that really, there for. In fact, I'm going to go it's try. Really, I'll be right it's back. Really it's really angle though. Are we recording? We have solid. Okay. Solid red light. Yeah. Still. Still recording. What is this show like? Like thirty minutes into this thing, aren't we? We've done this before. Discount comic book service about that. Uh, is our sponsor. Um, August uh, items are up for grabs. Uh, my the one I'm looking forward to is the old Wolverine Old Man Logan hardcover. It's oversized. Um, it's fifty uh, percent off, and you can get it for seventeen dollars and forty nine cents. If you guys haven't read any of that, now Old what? Man Logan, it's written by Mark Miller, drawn by Steve McNiven. I'm sorry, what's the original price on that? Seventeen dollars and forty nine cents times two. Okay. All right. So eighteen dollars times two. Right. Good. Twenty thirty eight. Huh? No, it's thirty thirty five bucks. Seventeen forty nine. Yeah. 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 Thirty five bucks. Thirty four ninety eight. That's and then how, also, that's how roll. Uh, Todd McFarlane finally got off his duff and started really? drawing again. Yeah. Him and Robert Kirkman are doing a book together. What's he drawing? Is he doing a Simpsons comic or something? Or it's called Haunt. Haunt. Number one. And uh, it looks like uh, uh-huh. Spider Man with a new costume on the cover. This so is a Spider Man thing. No, it's Haunt. But it looks like Spider-Man with a new costume. Ah. So it's a real original idea. So not Spider-Man, huh? Yeah. Um, okay. You get it for That's 75% cool. Was it Arachnid off. Man? Yes. Uh, 75% <laughs> off. You can get it for 74 cents at Discount Comic Book Service. Order anything from the previews catalog. Save lots of money. Um, and uh, you can either spend the same and get more, 
or mm-hmm. get the same and spend less. So it's your choice. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's that's, Bill, that's what Bill does. What do, he, what do you think, Frank? You spend more and get less. I spend the mm-hmm. same. No, I spend you can't the same. Spend more and get less. Well, well I can. yeah. If if you, I've done it. If you don't go to in stock trades or DCBS, then, yeah, then you, you can. would spend. If you more go to the brick and, and mortar store, you can yes. you can spend more and get less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I go to a wood nail store. Yeah. Now, yeah. What are you building? A house. Wow. Thank you, Corey Hart. And is so it going to be a... Uh, so we have a... Uh-huh. What's DCB the DCBService.com. There you go. Corey Hart. We got, we got a special guest on the oh, phone. Because we all wearing sunglasses. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with us now is... Um, put your hands together for Corey Hart. <laughs> no, <laughs> we got... Special surprise guest. <laughs> we Mr. have Sean. Um, uh, Sean, help me with your last name. Mm-hmm. Gabarine. Gabarine. Well, he and sounds annoyed, doesn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, he should be because... Sean, I'd be hacked off, Gabarine. too, if I were you. I wouldn't be surprised if you called us a name and then slammed the phone down the receiver as hard as you can, making us put a little beep into the program. Um, We don't usually edit these things, so this would be a new thing for us. Well, 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 we'll let's briefly explain what happened. We'll briefly briefly explain what happened. Solid red light on my forehead. Okay, Uh, we we, this is round two of this interview with Sean because Uh uh, um, we had a blinking red light instead of a solid red light on the recorder. So um, that's. I don't hey, but, this time I but get to hear the whole ep- the whole interview. But we can move forward now because uh, mm-hmm. with Sean, who's been patient enough. Yeah. Thank you, Sean, for being on the show. By the way, Sean from Angry Gnome Comics. This will be the last episode he ever listens to. What's Sean? Uh, tell us how uh, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> can you and just tell? Can you hear the, t- Sean, can you hear are, the tension in his voice? Are you just a little annoyed at us? Are you? Oh, no, not at all. That's, that's <laughs> not a good at answer. All. And my question is, are you human? <laughs> For huh? the most part. He's more human than human. Nice. Good Sorry. Rob Zombie reference. Sorry. Um, no, I mean, I'm just wondering, are, are, you're not a gnome by any chance, are you? Because that would make sense. I that am would, not. You don't th- there gnome. There would be some... You don't know. I'm going to start pounding this microphone into my temple, which will make for bad audio. Um, I mean, you know, it would be there would be some symmetry there. See how this time around I didn't explain the joke. Yes. Yeah, it actually worked better that but way. It, but it wasn't as funny mm-hmm. the second time around either. Well, <laughs> well, hey, the listeners don't know that. Well, yeah, I that's mean, true. We gotta, you know, we gotta keep up a. Brave okay, okay. Face, let's let's know. let's move forward with Sean. Sean's our guest for the fabulous. Let's, we got him on the show. Let's talk. Okay. Let's ask him about. Let's ask Sean. We'll goof off angry later. So are we still? Doing? We can we can goof off with him. Can we goof off later? Yes. We are we totally so goof off? We're still doing this interview then. Yes. We have a red it's light, on? solid red light. Okay. Uh, hold on. Do we need to get Sean on the phone for this? Yes. So Sean. How are you? How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. We okay. met Sean a couple years ago at the Super Show. At the at the Super Show, yeah. Him and his lovely wife. They both run uh, Angry Gnome Comics. Uh, they mm-hmm. were taking commissions uh, for for the show. Okay, and they hubba, hubba. and he drew. And you uh, got a he drew for uh-huh. me hubba, a hubba Hulk head. wearing a sombrero. Oh, I thought you would have said a, a Julian Brashear with uh, Lisa Loeb glasses. <laughs> And uh, and his wife drew a very voluptuous Lisa Loeb, Ooh, which is one wearing, of one of my favorites. Oh my! Goodness. Wait, what did Sean draw for you? Hulk with a uh, wearing a sombrero. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sean, um, it's wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, before we go any further about this new project you have coming up, tell us about Angry Gnome Comics. Well, Angry Home Comics was just, um, I, it just, yeah. 
<laughs> no, you can do it, but with that. <laughs> you know, second second time around and everything. I know. <laughs> like the first time was a rehearsal, but this time, right? Yeah. No, I, I've always loved horror movies. I've always loved comics. So, just decided to go ahead and start trying to do some horror comics. A lot cheaper than trying to do horror movies. So, um, yeah. my wife was willing to draw the ideas that I started writing down. So. We booked a table at the local Pittsburgh Comic-Con, and that kind of gave us the drive to have to get something done in time, and we've just been going ever since. I think this is our fifth year we're starting up now. Wow. Cool. Now, wh- what do you do in your civilian life? Uh, we both work graphic design for a local newspaper. Oh, okay. Cool. So wow. so you both have the artistic end to you, or edge to you. Um, yep. you, you have several titles under the Angry Gnome Comics banner. What what are some of the titles? Well, we have Palm Reader, which is sort of a uh, your your classic like gypsy revenge kind of story, but it's it's the way that she gets her revenge that's that's unique and new. I would I would believe. Does um, she make people and thinner just... in every episode? <laughs> no, that's what I do. No, we 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 strayed away from that. We went fatter. Okay. <laughs> didn't you send us? Didn't chubby, you send us like the first chubby. three issues of that? <laughs> I believe I may have. Yeah, yeah. You, you sent we the short stack. The fourth one out. Uh, some Victor season. Well, go, go, continue telling us about your title. I'm dying to read the fourth issue of, of whichever series it was. I think it was the Palm Reader one. Short stack. That's one I, of his titles. That, that, that's either making me hungry or making me want to see an Indiana Jones. Movie. Yeah, it's not the not Indiana sure Jones guy. Okay. Um, and then we have Victor Season, which Steph is actually downstairs right now drawing on an issue of, which is a sort of a small-town slasher kind of story uh, about a cannibalistic mountain man. A lot of fun there. Okay. Um, and Short Stack that is... Scares me. <laughs> we just got issue four up on our online store for Short Stack. It's a collection of 13 stories in each issue. Each story is told in two pages by a different artist. And, and I have to say, that was, that was my favorite one of, of the previews that you sent us a while back. And uh, I think we talked about this. There were two different formats. I better to know what, yeah, I know what you're going to say. There was, uh, there was one format where it's a two-page story, like you said. You read the one story mm-hmm. on one page. You, the way it was formatted in the first one. You read the, you read the first part. You read, turn the page, and there's the second part of the story with the reveal. I like that. In the second version of the story, as you open up the book, both stories are in the fold. So you can go in. So I I wasn't as surprised for the, as the second story because sometimes I would glance and I'd see what the what the big, you know, O. Henry twist was at the end. I have a tendency to do that right. also. So why did you decide to change it for the second one? Uh, well, we had heard from more people that they found it a little bit jarring to have the two different art styles side-by-side on a spread. Okay. As uh, as opposed to, you know, more people who liked it that way. So we switched it over to the one art style per, per, per spread. But um, we're piecing together the trade now, and um, we're still up in the air on which way we're going to do the formatting for that, depending on what we hear from people. I can see now it both have, ways. You know, copies of Way. What you yeah. do is you got to put those little perforated uh, edges at the uh, inside of each page, so people can can tear them out and reformat themselves <laughs> if they want. It's all things to all people here at uh, Angry Gnome Comics. 
Now, Sean, what are some of the challenges you have come across being an independent publisher like this, an independent creator? It's just mainly time and money, really. And because um, I, mean, I work work a full time job, I teach Taekwondo in the evenings, and then spend my ex- whatever extra time I do have working on the comics. So it's it's just a lot of work. Wow. Okay. What have What have you had to give up that that you you were um, willing to and, and possibly even happy to give up so you could do your comics, but that maybe you, you kind of wish you hadn't. I mean, is there something specific that you, you said, know. you know what, I'd love to do this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my comics instead? Right. Like maybe strangling neighborhood animals or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've been, I've been pretty fortunate with that. I haven't really had anything like that come up. I mean, with with... Steph working on the comics with me. She draws a Victor Season and Palm Reader, so it, I don't lose any extra time that I could be spending with my wife. You know, we still yeah we work at the same place, so we ride to work together, come home together, oh, work geez, on the comics that, together. How does that work? Actually, Sean, yeah, let, let's wow, explore that. It works great for us. It works great for how us. How have you guys known each other? <laughs> uh, six or seven years. And and um, do you work in the same department or just in the same building? Same department, right across the uh, right across the little cubicle alley from each okay. other. So you, you, you are in a very really. you are a very rare individual. Do you have to pretend you don't know her when you're at work? <laughs> you you kind of just turn around and look at her. Turn around and you turn around and look at your wife and Does go. Your place of business that's pretty awesome. Man. I don't like PDAs. to have that. I think I think I mean as long as they got wedding, you know, they got their Zan and Jana wedding rings. They ought to be able to you know show a little PDA. Well, let's. Well, well, let's. I want to get back uh, to what he had to give up to do the comic books. Okay. Because for me, I decided to get into uh, uh, making audio tweets, and I had to give up hunting hobos. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wondering, maybe you have kind of the same story or not? You know, because that was tough. You know what? He gave. I I like to hunt. He gave up walking around the neighborhood at night wearing a mask. Okay. Okay. No vigilante justice. Uh, You know, we need more of that in this country. No. 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 Are you talking about me? No. Talking okay. about he, I was just trying to make a homicidal maniac reference. Right. <laughs> well, Sean, tell us, how did you meet your wife? Is there a story? What's the story behind that? I mean, is it pretty interesting? Did you guys meet at work? Did you guys meet met at work? You... Yeah, I was I was working there already. She came in to um to interview for a job, and they sat her down with me to uh, show her how to work all the programs and everything, and. Couldn't remember her name for like the first probably two months she was there, which is really sad. So I called her New Girl for like two months straight. <laughs> and now, now everybody, everybody who worked there at that time period, even now, six years later, seven years later, whatever it is, they still call her New Girl. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, that's my great. grandmother still calls her New Girl because that's how she met her at first. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, that's that's actually kind of kind of funny. That's kind of, I love those little work things where it's uh, that's kind of funny. So uh, so you guys met at work and uh, asked her out on lunch a couple times. Asked her, uh, asked her, do you like horror movies? <laughs> well, uh, what's well, better than gladiator movies? Actually, <laughs> were you smitten actually with our first date? Our first date was to uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh! I actually saw that movie in the theater. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. You are so, a fan of horror movies. 
Yes, I am. Wow. Now, did you use? Now, did you? I have a patent and move that I use, and it's never worked, but I still use it. It's yeah. The, well, uh, you got to stop chopping women in the in the. No, 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 no. You, you what you do is you do a stretch <laughs> in the movie theater, like yeah. oh, I'm tired, and then you kind of lay the arm around uh-huh. her shoulder, yeah. kind of slide yeah. a little bit. Did you try, did you try that move? And then he offers. Some <laughs> <laughs> That's a grown-up joke. So, what was your second movie that you went to see with her? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I just led the movie. horse to water. Okay, I'm gonna have he, to he's the one that. The the now, you just, really just, want me to have to do just, that? You know, we're gonna have like uh, a 27-second-long beep here in the middle of the. <laughs> no, episode. no, no. Let, let, let's continue. So, what was the second? What was the second fault. date? What was the second date? It's my fault. I admit it. What was the second date? Second date, I honestly don't know for sure. Oh, good it must for not you. have been that impressive. Good yeah. for you. Okay, well, I'm glad you guys found each other. You seem like a you know you seem like a lovely couple. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, I I saw that picture. I think it's in Victor season. There's a there's a missing photo. What the heck is that? A, that's one yeah. of his comics. <laughs> Victor season. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, but there's a there's like a missing missing uh-huh. uh, girl. F- is it in that comic book I'm thinking of? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's on the cover of the first issue. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. And, and it's just like the first her. image of the entire story. Yeah. That's all, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, well, let, let's talk about what you're really here for, which is to pro- promote a new project that's going to um, come to fruition at, at uh, Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh Con? Big word, Frank. Yes. Pittsburgh Comic Con. Uh, Greenbrook. Tell us about what is Greenbrook. Well, Greenbrook is sort of a um, a independent cross-promotion program or project that I set up where basically I took the same premise of a story and the same list of character names and gave it to five different groups, five different independent creators, and each each group took it in their own direction, their own genre, with a few stipulations to it and a few little threads to tie all the stories together, but each story is going to be different enough that you can read one and not have to read the others, but if you read them, if you read multiples, you can get, you'll be able to pick up the little connections between them. That's cool. Are these, um, these going to be released separately or are they going to be collected at some point or what's the, what's the, the, the what's the end, uh, uh, run here? Well, each, each company that's involved, they, each of the five of us, we each are paying to print our own books and selling our own books at our own booths, so all the money that comes in from from your entry into the into Greenbrook all comes back to you. It's not like okay. they're doing stories for me. We're all doing them for ourselves and helping each other out in the process. Well, that's really cool. So, is it is the idea just kind of cross pollination of of your five companies? I mean, you're you're not you know. You're you're not doing each other's stories, obviously, but um, is is the idea to promote the other four companies while you're you're kind of uh, uh, promoting your own uh, take on this concept? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's hard enough being an independent, let alone an independent that's you know small enough that our only our only means of sale are through our website or at cons. Mm-hmm. We can't get distribution and stuff. So. I figured the best way to do that is to try to get extra, you know, extra support from the other independent groups that are going to be at the same shows. Okay, that's cool, man. So, uh, 
Um, so the idea is that uh, this concept, uh, Green Book, uh, Greenbrook, uh, piques people's interest. Just uh, right, yeah, okay. hopefully. The just the whole concept of this, this, this. I mean, not necessarily a contest. I mean, you guys aren't like going to count dollars up at the end of the Steel City <laughs> Comic Con or anything. I'm guessing. Um, well, is, is there any way to determine who's the winner? Because you know, this is America, <laughs> and you know, the the only thing that's important is who wins. So, yeah, how, how do you determine? The readers are the winners. How do you oh, determine? Oh, okay. Oh, hey, good answer. <laughs> good diplomatic answer. I know. If Brad was conscious right now, uh, we'd probably get a drop. <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, um, so tell us about the so tell us the rules for Greenbrook because you did set some. Just there's just a few rules in there about it, and then who's involved with Greenbrook? Okay. Um, well, the story starts with our group of five moving to Greenbrook, and now the group can be. I'll get that. It's a group of five given names, and they can be humans. In the one story, they're monkeys. Um, one story involves robots, so I'm guessing there's a robot thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And um, they move to Greenbrook, which can be whatever you want, a city, a state, a prison, an underwater village, whatever. And the story follows them from the time they get there to the time they leave. And there has to be some sort of little theme of love loss within the town. Okay. Now I'm I'm kind of interested in the uh, the monkey story, but I'm not really interested in terrestrial monkeys. I would be more interested if they were <laughs> maybe space monkeys. So maybe if you could uh, pass that along, that well, would uh, that help me out a little bit. I will pass that along. They are <laughs> they are at least talking monkeys. They are. <laughs> they are talking monkeys. Do yes. they do they go into space? Maybe. I do not know if they escape into space or not. Dang it! I want space monkeys. That would be awesome. Well, let's uh, let, let's. Space monkey is the name of the company, though. Hey, close enough. Camera. Okay, that's a win. The logo on the cover will have a monkey in a space suit. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now, actually. Fantastic. So, um, so tell us about some of the guys who are involved. About uh, so, some of the other companies who are who are taking part part in this. All right. For for our entry, we have. Myself writing and an artist by the name of Quinn Larson drawing. She's um, from out of Las Vegas, I believe. Another girl. Is, yeah. yeah cool. well, her, she's done a couple stories for Short Stack. And, um, Better drawing than to, driving. That's all I can say. Oh, Better hey. drawing than driving. Someone's going to get an email. No, that's uh, that's cool. You don't. Uh, there are not uh, enough uh, lady artists uh, out there in the industry right now. I mean, you've got what Amanda Connor and who else? Your wife. That's the, yeah, and that's it. That's all. That's, there's Scott, two of them. Nicola Scott is a fantastic female artist. Really? What does she do? She's been. She did a lot of birds. Doing some DC stuff. She okay. did some Birds of Prey. Cool. She okay. Does some Wonder right. Woman. Some great stuff. Tremendous. Okay, so you got that Erica one. Hesse. How can we forget Erica Hesse? Oh, good old Ms. Hesse. That's fantastic. Well, cool. So the uh, the list is uh, growing um, with uh, with Sean's uh, Sean's contributions. That's great. And and the cool thing is that the ladies they can draw uh, other uh, well built ladies, and you don't have to feel weird about it. <laughs> right. As far mm-hmm. as we know. If a woman draws it, it's okay to look at it. That's what you're saying. About, okay. yeah. Well, you can, you can look at your wife and go, um, you know, hey, uh, this was drawn by a lady, so you know it's going to be in good taste. That's all I'm saying. 
Oh, you should take a look at my Lisa Loeb. Anyway, uh-huh. um, okay. <laughs> so wow. So let's. Um, so who else is involved? Uh, we have Mark Mainfield from Alliance Art Comics, and his entry is a adventure story. Uh, Sean Pryor and Flint Lockjaw are doing an entry for PKD Media that is a sort of sci-fi fantasy action story, kind of uh, Alice in Wonderland kind of twist to it. Uh, awesome. Oh, nice. From, from what I've heard. I've got you know, a question. Uh, what, what's, yes. Flint Lock, what's Flint Lockjaw's real name? Any idea? Uh, Steve, have to kill I you. believe. Yes. Steve, I don't recall the last name, though. <laughs> Steve likes drawing the ladies. I like Flint Lock yes, quite a bit, Steve, uh, Steve drew a black cat for me and sent it to me in the mail. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, Sean Pryor is commonly known as the Black Stan Lee. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. He, uh, he, he, is, my, he is my Stan Lee. He's, yeah. He's the, the 21st century Stan Lee. You know what's funny is that the real Stanley is now referring to himself as the White Stanley, the White Sean Pryor, the White Sean, Pryor. the White Sean Pryor. Yes. Hmm. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good move for Stan, is what that is. So, who else do we got on the docket? We got uh, Michael Woods from Space Monkey Comics, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and Sean Atkins and Seth Frenzoli from Workshop Thirteen and Parvi Row. They're working together on a. On a uh, sci-fi kind of comedy story. Okay. Okay. Well, so so can you give us a taste of what your story is going to be like? Scary. You, you, well, just, you don't, you don't, just tease us. Yeah, just a tease. Don't, it'll be, don't, it'll be scary. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. No. No spoiler alerts here. Right. Thing. But. <laughs> okay. Well, my my story revolves around the t- as the town moves to Greenbrook. Um, they. They needed to get out of the city pretty quick. Mm. So they bought this house sight unseen in Greenbrook, a lot of no, out of the middle of nowhere town. And it turns out that the house that they bought is the home of what would be like the local legend of of Greenbrook. You have you know, you have like your your Freddy Kruegers and your Jasons and oh, and geez. every town, you know, you you have some sort of like <laughs> You know, some sort of house that the kids look at as the scary house in the town. Well, that's the house they bought. Mm-hmm. So it goes from there. It goes from there. You know, a, a, a kind of an interesting story about the scary house in the neighborhood. Growing up, there was one that all the kids where I grew up. Okay. That, we had a scary house. It was, right. it was the only two-story in the neighborhood, surrounded by vegetation and stuff. And for years, we were just always... Ghost lives there. Ghost. Well, when I got around fifteen or sixteen, it turns out a very elderly woman lived there, and she was alone. And we ended up having to take care of her yard and stuff because she was just very elderly. Wow. So it wasn't a scary house. It while was a ducking, friendly house. while ducking scythes and, and finger uh, knives and stuff. She, huh? No, she was just an old woman who was all alone. Okay. Hey, uh, to you this know, day, some... I still can't watch this movie with the sound on. I, I see. I, I, I never know. Turn, is I have to turn the sound off. Literally, have to. Mute the sound before I can even watch that. And is this, I, I never can't figure out it. It seems like they use the same music in Phantasm and Halloween. I always thought that was weird. <laughs> I, I know it's not, but it seems very similar. Maybe John Carpenter. Um, maybe it's the composer. same. Uh, yeah, he composed that. Yeah, I can't imagine he composed the other. Uh, he the does Phantasm all the music score. for all his movies. Okay, he? Sean, here's, here's a request I have for you. Something to explore, not necessarily in Green Book, but in one of your horror opus, I. Um, 
Opie. Okay. Opie, thank you. My The thing I've always had an issue with with horror movies, and I, I watched them a lot more when I was a kid. Uh, these days, uh, they freak. You know, I've got a seven and a two-year-old. They're not going to watch them. And my wife doesn't have the stomach for them. So I don't watch much horror these days. Um, but uh, the one thing that's always bugged me is that at the end of the horror movie, you start out with, you know, eight young kids, eight young virile teenagers or, or whatever, you know, or, or a group of, you know, professionals on a boat, you know, or something like that. And at the end right. of the movie, Spelunkers. Yeah, at the end of the, the movie, Spelunkers. Good point. I haven't seen that one the yet. The Descent is awesome. That is, okay. that is a very is, hot that is movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> I saw, um, <laughs> Great movie. Uh, I thought uh, the first half of Teristas was very interesting, too. Never saw it's it. better in high def, by the way. Um, but watch it and you'll know why. Um, uh, but, okay, at the end of a horror movie, um, you've got you start out with eight people. Two of them mm-hmm. are left alive. You know who the whole who the two are going to be the entire time. You know, or at least you get that impression. But you've got two people left alive, so six people are 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 dead and filleted. Red shirt instance. Yes, yeah, uh, absolutely. Just they just they could not be much deader unless they become undead. You know, whatever. But um, I guess it depends on what kind of story you're telling. But, so so the end of the story. Um, you know, they managed to seal up the portal to Hades, you know, in, in the, their living room or whatever, but their six friends are, are, are scattered across, you know, the, uh, the first floor of the house or whatever. Brains! And, uh, the, the two people, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend look at each other and go, man, I can't believe we lived through that. And then they roll credits. Okay. How? Sequel! Well, but no, here's, okay. Finally, I'm getting around to my question. Um, which is actually quicker than usual. It is. Um, That's very. Good. I know. Write this down. Can I have this in the journal? Pause or something. Um, Put this in the journal. Four paragraphs to get to okay. question. How do they? No one has ever explored this, as far as I know. Surely someone has somewhere, probably in comic book form, whatever. But how do the people that survived explain what happened to the cops in such a way they don't spend the rest of their lives in the big house? I've how actually these, wondered that question I mean, several be, times because you see it. I mean, you know. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's no uh, way you know. that the girl at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street is going to be able to explain. That's what I'm saying. I know. I mean, like, you know, the gate. Um, you know, I mean, just I mean, on, 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 on. I don't Three have words. a list of horror movies. Three words. Yes. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, it is. I but mean, the suspension of disbelief ends when the movie ends. And so, at the point the movie ends, you know, are no longer suspending disbelief. So, number one, you have to assume this really happened. And number two, how do they explain it to the cops in such a way they don't get locked up for the rest of their lives? I mean, I guess we've right, seen right, well, something well, like let, that. Let, let Sean I mean, answer. It happened to Barbara. It happened to Barbara Crampton at the end of, um, um, gosh, what was that Lovecraft movie? Uh, not the In Betweener, but uh, was it From Beyond? Um, I was wondering what Barbara. You're about. N- come on, dude. I, I bet Sean can help me out with this. Uh, the the two Lovecraft movies in the eighties that had uh, Jeffrey Combs in them. Um, uh, the reanimator, the reanimator from re-animator. beyond. Well, Barbara Crampton is like the blonde uh, who ends up. She ends that up guy's like creepy. She ends up going to the but perfect for uh, for those roles, um, as well as perfect for the question and perfect for uh, uh, the Andorian and uh, Enterprise. The only good thing about that series, Wayne. Um, um But uh, yeah, so uh, so so how does a writer get someone out of that? Because if it was me, at that point, I don't it know doesn't do. matter because I'd the movie's to, over. Well, I'd have to move out. Well, of the let, country let, let or Sean something. answer. Let Sean answer. All right, fine. Well, see that 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 would be the part that I would try to pick up on. That, that would be where I would try with with the stories that I'm writing lately. Is where that's about where I'd try to start from. Oh, cool. So I I do um, in my Green Brook there is a very good explanation as to 
why there is no interruption in the uh, in the killer's going on, and similar with um, with Victor season, I address that as well. And and it happens in to Palm, a lesser extent in Palm, Palm Reader. Reader. Yeah, to because. A well, I I think we've how long is it? I think you sent us the first two or three of that one, and and there is some some play with the cops, and and they kind of freak out over it. I'm trying to remember how it ends, but um, but yeah, Sean, so he does address like, those. Uh, you're gonna like share those with me or anything? Yeah, I have them at my house, and I meant to bring them today. I okay. apologize. No sweat, man. Because um, I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to check that out. I, I have might a, go. I have hey. a few questions uh, for Sean, but um, continue. Are I'm, you finished? I'm out of questions. But you I thought know. you were in the middle of saying something. <laughs> no, we did. I wanted him to answer. <laughs> well, I well, think we. I think we got a pretty let's, reasonable. Let's continue with the answer. Okay. Is that it, Sean? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. First, tell us. Tell us. You know how you got into scary movies. What is it about the scary movies that that appeals oh, to you? Good question, Brad. Shut up. It, they've always just been fun. I've been watching them since I was probably like five. Um, my my mom's been reading Stephen King for as far back as as I've known. So even though I've read very few of his books, I know pretty much every story he has because of her. You know, well, I think recounting uh, them to me. I think your mother did you a disservice because those have got to be horrible bedtime stories. Okay, honey. Uh, okay, little Sean. We'll uh, we'll pick up uh, chapter six of uh, it uh, tomorrow night. Sleep well. No, I got the same thing on on the uh, the on the opposite end of the spectrum. My parents let me watch Monty Python uh, when I was I don't know three, five, six, eight, ten, and I never ever. I'm sitting there watching Monty Python, thinking, why are you parents letting me watch this? Because it's not like there's language in it, but there was plenty of material that could be considered, you know. Racy, racy, yeah, that's a good way right. to put it. Uh, yeah. Benny Hill too. Yeah, well, I mean, the in in uh, Monty Python though, you know, the animation is is you know, there's there's like naked people and stuff in the animations, and I always thought, yeah. well, that's interesting. So I'm like six, and you're letting me watch this. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so my parents were uh, my parents were probably too young to have kids too, and they uh, had me. That's why I know I'm an accident. <laughs> So, so Sean, we, you know, just like with any genre, there's certain rules and uh, about with horror, and those have been explained in that movie. Scream very well. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask. So, what is it about the rules that you like, or you wish that would change, or or that you like? Because I, I guess some of the rules are things like the the couple that that end up having sex on sex will be the first ones that are killed. My feeling with that kind of thing is that um, they tend to. That tends to get pushed into the whole morality play mm-hmm. aspect, but for me, it's always been, at least from my eyes, it's always been more of a, those are the people who are distracted, so that's why they're going to get killed first. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, that, the people who aren't giving in to the distractions, it's not so much that they're doing wrong, yeah. at least, you know, it, by now, most horror movies do portray it that way, but it's always been, to me, it's the people who aren't doing these wrong things, because then they're they're not distracting themselves with all well, this. That's like the uh, the first uh, the first couple to get killed in snakes on a plane are incredibly distracted yes. from what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah. There could be a scene where a couple of guys are are, are playing like one of the guys got the new Xbox Seven Twenty and they're so into playing the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could be that. Right. Or uh-huh. uh huh. 
McDonald's just came out with a new pizza. Dude, you got to try this. Well, it, it's funny what Sean says because there, there, there is a morality. There is kind of a morality play that goes on in horror movies about like yeah. these te- because these teenagers are reckless and because they're they're not with parents, they yes. they end up getting punished for that. You see that a lot in horror movies. Mm-hmm. So and, the answer and, is have more chaperones, is what you're saying. Kind of. I mean, it, it's like if if you don't if if you're not. Uh, uh, you know, if you're doing your own thinking of thinking free will, yeah. if you have free will and do what you want to do, you will be punished. Uh, Sean, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean what that's, about, that's the basis of almost any horror movie. What about the, like the Final Destination movies? I mean, because they're they're not great, but well, know, I mean, those, those there's kids always exception to the rule. Those, those kids aren't doing anything that they deserve to get whacked for. Well, they're, they're, you know, all they do is they they they're, they're, they're being punished death. for cheating destiny. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Sean, did you did you like Scream. I thought it was an extremely clever movie in the fact that they just said, "Look, we all know that horror movies are pretty much the same formula. Yeah. When this happens, mm-hmm. you're going to die. When this happens, you're going to die." I thought it was very clever for them to actually point that out and yeah. to basically make fun of it. Jamie Kennedy's finest moment. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, like the self-reflective. The yeah. Whole, yeah, the whole explanation of, you know, how people die in horror movies was mm-hmm. just, yeah, what mm-hmm. a, what a fantastic, not not literally breaking the fourth wall, but uh, yes, that, that self-awareness. Figuratively, it's figuratively yeah. breaking the fourth wall. And that was the same guy who did Dawson's Creek? Is that right? And Kevin if, Williams? If you're, Kevin Williams, if you're interested in that kind, mm-hmm. in that kind of storytelling, um, there's a movie... Uh, behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I never saw that, but and, I heard about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, it is. It's from the viewpoint of a guy who's setting himself up to be the next big slasher. Oh, jeez. And there's like a documentary crew following him around as he's showing them all the ins and outs of how the um, of how the slashers actually pull off making it look like when they're walking but they can still keep <laughs> up with everybody and how they rig things around the house to work in their benefit. Uh, it's, it's a really, oh, it's a really fun movie. Oh, that sounds great. I've always wondered how, how the shambling monster somehow stays four steps behind the person who's flat out sprinting. Right. Did you yes. ever see Hot Fuzz with... Um, oh, yes. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. the great Simon Pegg. It was... They kind of addressed that, at least that mm-hmm. one aspect about how is this guy in the black robe able to to keep up and get away so fast, yeah, because there was more. Because there was like twelve of them. Yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, was, that was pretty funny. That was a great. movie. But you do have it. like like generally, you know, in your typical horror movie, there is one shambling monster who's who's not really interested in running after you. But yeah, I mean, the the point is 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 valid that somehow he manages to stay right behind you. Years ago, friends and I did a parody that of that again. of that very aspect where we had a guy just sprinting as fast as he could. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like he'd run across screen, and the second he'd run, the the, the stumbly guy would yeah. just uh, jump into frame. And no matter how fast he ran, the guy was always two step, you know, two steps within him. And no, and he was like, "I can't get away." <laughs> What's that's the deal? Comedy. So for, what? Oh, go ahead, Brent. For me, there's two kinds of quote unquote scary movies. You've got the gory, uh, yeah. slasher, yeah, violent. Movies, yes. and then you've got the kind that mess with your head, like yeah, The Grudge, mm-hmm. uh, Exorcist, which, which to me, yes. I've never actually never seen The Exorcist. Scares really? the living crud. The Grudge. And, and, let me say, I can like I I love the Saw movies. I, I can't really? explain all why. of them. 
I do. I like them all. Wow. And, um, I want to play a game. I, do, I literally <laughs> am, am jonesing for Saw 6. Now, some, wow. are, some are better than others. It has to mm-hmm. do with, with the way the story is layered from each movie okay. to movie. It, it's fascinating to me, but it's not so much the gore. Yeah. You know, and that kind of stuff I can handle. Yes. Um, couldn't when I was a kid, but now I can. But um, if you think about it, Halloween really wasn't that tremendously gory. No. It was, but it was, it was creepy and spooky, and you never knew when it was going to happen. I mean, I'm kind of crossing metaphors here, but um, or examples. Well, so that but kind the of, kind of like the movie, um, it's the, the Grudge. First. To me, the Grudge, the first Grudge, was the scariest movie I've ever seen. I literally at one point screamed yeah. like a woman and jumped out of my seat. Wow. <laughs> um, those kind of the kind that mess with your head. Well, those are those are uh-huh. like Japanese movies that have been uh, those movies. Yeah. They've redone what, them with Sarah Michelle Geller. Really get to me. Okay, not so much the. Like I saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah, um, I mean I think one of the one of the creepiest visuals that I've ever seen is uh, is it the the ring where the kid comes out of the yeah. well in the living room yeah. at the end of the movie. It's just yeah. like that still bothers me. Those movies that mess with your mind, yes, scare me ten times as much as yes a halloween or a saw or a now if you're going to see the exorcist man or whatever you want to call that yeah you want to see the exorcist you want to like rent it because uh, you don't want to like watch it on cbs or something because they clean it up too much right. i mean when, when i was a kid i think my mother knew that uh that i had uh i had instability problems when uh, me and my buddy kenny are watching uh um the cbs uh saturday night movie or whatever which was the exorcist i wonder if we saw that at the same time because that's the first time i saw the exorcist yeah. bill and it scared me well, for we how were, old i was Really? That's yeah. interesting. Now, how old are you right now? I'm 41. Same here. Okay. okay. So um, we're about so yeah, age. we're watching it, and you know, we're, we're 10 ish. You guys should call each like other. We should. I know. We should. Are you watching this too? Oh, man, hey, we're going to meet in the future. But well, isn't this neat? Okay. <laughs> so I guess there's one big difference between uh, d- between me and you, Frank, uh, because uh, we, we had electricity. Kenny, you didn't. Kenny and I are watching. <laughs> I had to use outhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, when. Uh, we're sitting there watching it that Saturday night, low those many, many years ago, about 30 years ago. And um, uh, the scene where uh, Raven uh, projectile vomits on the priest. Mm-hmm. And this is not, this is, you know, I, I don't mean to go to heck for this. You know, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but I'm not sure. Kenny and I looked at each other and we were not sure we had ever seen anything funnier in our entire <laughs> lives. We literally, we literally have rolled off the couches and are on the floor holding our sides at this point. My mom comes in, just shakes her head. Says, there's something wrong with you two. Kids love vomit. I mean, it just, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of it was, you know, the really, the really screwed up stuff in The Exorcist. They didn't show on CBS. No, they didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there was, uh, there probably would have been a lot more disturbing and a lot more affecting uh, had you seen the uncut version um uh, however uh yeah uh the exorcist in my mind has always been one of the funniest movies ever made so, <laughs> so that's me so sean tell us uh let's kind of go extremes here on movies uh what do you think is one of the best most well executed horror movies and one of the more one of the poorest executed horror movies oh good uh, well i geez, um i loved high tension I know and, a lot tell, of people weren't too one. big on it. It's um Mel Brooks. It's it was a French movie, I believe. That's high anxiety. And it's a 
a couple of girls go to um, the one girl's family's farmhouse to study for over a break. And the first night they're there, this guy shows up, breaks in, kills the family, kidnaps the daughter, and the friend is the only one left alive because she was hiding through the whole thing. So now the friend is trying to uh, track this man who kidnapped her friend. It's just really, really tense. Um, it's got the twist ending to it that that is where a lot of people had their problem because they just don't know. The, the ending makes sense if you look at it the right way, but if you take it too directly, it it's kind of a... Uh, you know, out there, but huh. I I think that that was a very well executed movie. Wow. No. Um, as far as oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, please finish. I'll I'll pick it up in a second. Okay, I was going to say, as far as bad movies, see that's that's tough for me because I love I love bad horror movies. And and what I'm referring Everything to is from- because I I think Bill and I had this conversation the other day. I love a bad movie that that just makes you grow I, I think a movie that is boring is is the worst type of movie a bad movie a movie that you hate is far better than a movie that you are bored with because if you so, yeah, you we, have some type of passion about it you can talk about it you can take about why you hate it because it's the same passion of why you love a movie this yeah, is we, why i hate this movie we, we got squarely into a logic mobius loop talking yeah. about this because so i I'm, think I'm you get on. more value so, from a movie you hate yeah. So you get as much so Frank, value with the movie you hate as with the movie you love. So Frank is saying that uh, that that he uh, he likes more a movie that he hates than a movie that doesn't affect him in any way. <laughs> yes. So basically, you're saying that a movie that you're mad on, you like less than a movie that you hated, yeah. which seems counterintuitive. Well, because me. you have something to hate, but, you have a passion, yeah. you have something to but talk again, about. Yeah, but I have an IQ of 61, so <laughs> things take a while to process sometimes. Hey, super What's sage, up, professor. So Sage, okay, so I like your big boy haircut. Yes, it's pretty awesome. Sorry, the uh, Sean, the professor, and Sage just walked in. Yes. Hey, when did Superman get slippers? Super slippers are awesome. <laughs> he doesn't take those things off either. So Sean, I bet uh, they're starting to smell like Fritos, aren't they? Uh, we literally we peel them off of him once every uh, couple of days and wash them, and then put them right back on him. Um, so, Sean, movies that just missed the boat, not not bad movies, but mo- movies that just missed the boat on, on what horror is supposed to be. Uh, rest Stop. All right, tell, remind us of that one. Rest Stop, that I sounds awful. The other day. It's, it's um same kind of scenario, so I guess I could com- compare it to High Tension. You have a, um, a couple that are... They're running away from home to to go get married because I guess they're the girl's dad. I don't think approved of it. Something along those lines. They stop at a rest at a rest stop while the girl is in the restroom. Some trucker comes along and kidnaps her boyfriend, and that's about the the most intriguing part of the movie. <laughs> so, the whole the whole rest of the hour and a half worth of the movie was pretty pretty bad. Um, Joey Lawrence was in it. <laughs> oh wow! It's it's sad when you can say that he was the best actor in a movie. Wow! Oh, I just that's that is hard to believe, man. I, I get that. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, it, uh, yeah, because it there, there's a big difference between. Uh, I mean, there are. It's amazing how many genres of horror movies there are when you really get down to it. Because mm. you know you've got 
you've got your joyride, you know, type of movies, which I just I love those things. I guess it's more suspense then. You know, it's not mm-hmm. so much, uh, you know, I mean, the, the first Jeepers Creepers, I thought, was an insanely awesome movie until the until they actually revealed, you know, the the creature. At that point, it was still mm-hmm. a, a good movie, but I thought the build up and I'm one of those people, too, that, that for me, um, I think the uh, the the thrill of the chase to me a lot of times is more exciting than the actual uh, destination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like like. Sorry to tangent off so badly here, but uh, my favorite of the Lord of the Rings movies, I think the first movie is one of the greatest movies ever made, the long version at least. And the second two movies are fun, but they're nowhere near as powerful as the first movie. You know, it, it's the setup, not the payoff for me a lot of times. Yeah. So, uh, so that's where I'm coming from. Um, now, uh, uh, you uh, were mentioning uh, French films, uh, uh, very, very continental of you, but uh, uh, do you... Do you have a uh, particular love for uh, uh, for for foreign horror movies? Does it just is it all just one big melting pot for you? I mean, do you do you find that there are big differences between a French horror movie versus a Swedish horror movie versus Japanese versus uh, uh, like an Italian? Like you know, I, I I watched a couple of Dario Argento uh, horror movies when I was a kid, and always thought what at the end of it, um, you know, and and I just I know there are people out there who think that Dario Argento is the greatest thing ever. You know, so it's obviously different strokes, different folks. But you know, I'm wondering what right. what's your take on you know? Do you prefer uh, American uh, horror movies? Uh, do you prefer Japanese? Do you think that they're just different flavors and everything's great? I mean, what what do you think about that? I, I am more for the American horror movies. Um, the the Japanese ones that they're, they're like Brad like Brad was saying they're more um, more mental. So I mean, every now and then that's. That's fun to have. I'm yeah. more for the, the just straight, you know, right in your face. I, um, I'm a big slasher fan. Okay. So more more American goes for me. Um, the like the Italian stuff. It is. It's. I think I came into the Italian movies too late. That by now, when I watch them, they don't have the same impact for people who have seen them when they were growing up. Now, okay. do you find? Uh, like, I'm sorry. Do I, you, I can I can associate that to like Watchmen. I just read Watchmen and I thought it was good, but I've seen so much of it redone over the years in other comics that I've read that it didn't have the same impact to me as it does as it would have to somebody you know who read it when it was new. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess it's 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 unfair to expect a movie to have the same impact thirty years later after it's influenced a generation of other movies. Than exactly. you know, when it was fresh, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you find uh, uh, do you find uh, uh, American uh, films more formulaic uh, than than foreign films, or vice versa, possibly? Not that that has to be a bad thing, but um, you know, I, it seems to me that that you know there is a lot of formula in the American uh, horror movie. There is, but a lot of the Japanese ones seem to follow the same same steps as each other as well, from what I've seen. Good point. Yeah, because I've I've never seen Ringu or you know whatever the you know the the eighteen you know American horror movies that have been <laughs> right. direct remakes of the Japanese horror movies you know um, you know I, I just I find it interesting um, but um, yeah I just I don't I don't have time to watch every movie I want so there's a lot of those I haven't seen. Well, that's actually a good segue, Sean. We were gonna we're gonna break into a little talk here about. Um, about the late John Hughes. Would you like to, to stick with us while we talk about him? Ooh, what, what horror movies did he uh, do? Sure. <laughs> 16 Candles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, last, or I guess it was this week, John Did he Hughes do passed away. Fire? Well, because that would count as a horror movie in my book. Um, I, I think it was just of the same genre. Mm-hmm. Call, his, uh, call up his IMDb page. Uh, I got it right here. That's cool. a pretty good idea. Here's, Did he here's, do Showgirls? Because I'd consider that a horror movie, too. I love Showgirls. <laughs> you really hate it? Hmm? You are really you hate serious? it? I love Showgirls. You are kidding me. No, because it is... It is wow. the Okay. In, in, now, in, that's a horror movie. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> let, 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 let me defend it in, in the way I, I, I do. It is the mm-hmm. perfect bad movie. It is the perfect bad story. It is the perfect bad acting. It is the perfect storm of what a bad movie is. You could not... It's you could it's not make that on purpose. You could not make it. You could not make a movie that bad on purpose. Yeah, I mean, you, you go to somebody and tell them, you know, uh, that Verhoeven is going to write this, and uh, oh, Bill, who the writer? Oh, geez, uh, um, yeah, that that seedy, nasty writer um, who, who wrote that thing. Um, yeah, just a, a perfect storm. Uh, it, that that is, how could all those elements come together to make that? atrocity of a film and it's just you you have to applaud it because it's just everything went right for it to go wrong i guess that that's just man that's that's the uh that's the strike uh, that's the strike three of your uh your theory that uh, bad movies are better than average movies no uh, yeah which yeah, still I mean, confuses me by the way i'm still trying to get mm. my wrap my head around that uh, that concept think about every average movie your think purchase about- is complete <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. What? Brad's you actually bu- buying yeah, something I was, online. I, I bought lunch. <laughs> awesome. I just bought lunch. Sorry awesome. about that. When's it going to be here? Forty-five minutes. I could use so. A let's pizza, do. Um, let's talk about John Hughes. We um, here are the movies he directed. He's written a ton. Movies he directed: Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. One of my favorite movies. It's in my top twenty. Better than Planes, Weird Trains, Science. Automobiles. Really? Yes. Have, she's having a baby. Uncle Home Buck. Alone. And Curly Sue. They did Home Alone? Uh, these First are the one? movies he wrote. Oh. It did. Those are movies oh. he directed. These are let me get to okay. that list. And it's a it's a very interesting list. There's there's highs and lows to it. Uh-huh. Like um, Curly Sue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let me get to that link. Here's here's what he wrote. Uh, let me start from the beginning. Because it's it's a very impressive list. Class, class Reunion, which was a National Lampoon movie. Mr. Mom, Vacation, Nat and Hayes, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, Ukrainian Vacation, Weird Science, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Some Kind of Wonderful, Plain Strange and Automobile, She's Having a Baby, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, K- Kitchen uh, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Career Opportunities, which introduced us to... Yes. Uh, I can't think of that actress's name. What's her um, name? Oh, Corey Haim. No, not the female actress. What? Um, what's her name? I'm going to click. Um, Chloe O'Sull- o- O'Sullivan? No, she's a, she's a Hollywood hottie. Jennifer Connelly. Yes! Jennifer Connelly. Avenger, that's, Dutch. That's Curly Sue. Are These are Fox still movies he's written. Okay, you're scaring me enough. Curly Sue and Dutch. Oh, where'd go, Brad? Somebody's going to get an email. Let me go down this list. Brad, what Brad. are you doing? <laughs> You're just littering this thing with foul language. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I was playing a scene from Breakfast Club, uh, forgetting forgetting how many cuss words were in it. Forgetting that we had Career to sneak into that movie when Dutch, it came out. Curly Sue, Beethoven, Home Alone 2, Dennis the Menace, Beethoven the Second, 
Baby's Day Out, Miracle on 34th Street, 101 Dalmatians. I'm losing consciousness Flubber, over here. Home Alone 3, Reach, um, Reach the Rock, American Adventure, Beethoven the Third, just visiting, just we Beethoven 4th, Home Alone 4, Made in Manhattan, and Beethoven 5th. Now, I don't care what you say. He's a, they, these are movies he wrote that he was a, a scriptwriter on and stuff like that. A lot of these movies were successful, whether whether you liked them or not. I'm trying to regain consciousness right now. I just I, there's there's not enough oxygen uh, into my. But that's head a there that's for, a solid body seconds. of work, and these are movies that made lots of money. Yes, there, that's what you should have done. Not scary though. Not scary. No, this, we're this talking. John, we're talking show. John Hughes right now. But let's yes. talk about the impact that he made on us because. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of these movies we we love, and, yeah, and I, he passed away today, uh, or he passed away this week of a heart attack. It's surprising how many of those movies I didn't realize were either written or directed by John Hughes. I mean, the guy had a hand in you know basically shaping a lot of our childhood. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. crazy, or at least our adolescence. Now, out yeah. of the out of the eight movies that I mentioned that he directed, yes, um, favorite. Run through them again real quick. 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller, Planes, Trains, Having a Baby, Uncle Buck, Curly Sue. I'm partial to Ferris. I'm partial. I think I'm Ferris. I'm partial to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. That has that edge. That has that John Hughes ending that that grabs you at the end, that emotional ending, especially when John Candy and Steve Martin are walking up the street to go to Steve Martin's house for Thanksgiving. Never seen it. Mm. Yeah, never seen planes, trains, automobiles. You're a Steve Martin fan, and you've never (laughs) seen planes, trains, and automobiles. I'm a big John Candy fan too. Mm -hmm. Never seen it. Oh, oh my God! How about you, Sean? Um, Out out of those movies, which uh, which one do you? Ferris Bueller would probably be my pick out of those. Yeah, I think I think at some point all all guys wanted to be Ferris Bueller. They wanted to be that cool and to be able to to go down a parade route and. uh, have everyone cheer for them. Have you seen my current Facebook profile picture? No. It was a shot of Ferris mm-hmm. when he's in the parade. He's on mm-hmm. that stand. He's got the, Turn the music the, down. He's got the vest mm-hmm. and he's got the hair standing straight up. Uh-huh. I took uh, Matthew Broderick's face out and put mm-hmm. mine in there. And he's, <laughs> he's got the microphone because he's singing. Oh, yeah. He's okay. Say I can't weird, believe. Say weird science. <laughs> that's that's that is uh, uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller is probably his best movie, and uh, Sixteen Candles. You don't Candle. even have his license, Lisa. Uh huh. That's a great movie. But too. but weird, dude. Weird science, though, man. You see the problem. With, yeah. See the problem with chicks is they can't hold their smoke. That's what it is. Oh, that is a I great line. Weird Science was Dude. the first one I saw. God, Weird Science is so great. And that, does that have Kelly LeBrock in it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that's like that's her that's, big break, too, I think. That has that, that shot of after they bring the Barbie doll to life, of her standing at the doorway, uh-huh. and they do that pan up on her, yeah. and she is all <laughs> legs. And it's yeah. just like... That's the moment I became a man. Yes. That okay. is the moment <laughs> that I was certain I loved women. Nice. No, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, the three or four of those movies are just, you know, absolute all-time classics, you know, I mean, 16 Candles, and I mean, I guess you can get pretty in pink, but, you know, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, and, you know, my personal, uh, my personal favorite Guilty you Pleasure. You seriously uh, have not seen Planes, Trains, I've and Automobiles? Seen, I've seen bits of it here and there, but I have never in my life sat down and watched it all the way through. Have you seen the scene where, where John and Steve wake up in the motel room? 
Uh, I'm going to see if I can find that. There, there is a wonderful funny. scene that we can't play on the show where Steve Martin is very frustrated, and he's trying to get... Yeah, I, I th- can't remember if it's a plane ticket or a car. I think I've heard that. Just a car. He wants a rental car, yes. right? It is Late now. Yeah. It's it's one of those classic scenes that can't play you can't play on regular TV. <laughs> okay. But just because of the language involved, but it's classically fun. Um Yeah, he he I I heard this wonderful wonderful um comparison about these movies he made and Molly Ringwall and John Hughes cuz John Hughes was somewhat of a recluse. He was a very kind of quiet guy. He didn't like to do interviews. Yes. And I heard someone say this in another interview. It's like Molly Ringwall was the girl that John Hughes could not get in high school. And that's why she was in all of his movies. Say what? Yeah. I mean, actually, Molly Ringwald, or was she just kind of the... No, the, the embodiment. She was okay. the type. All right. Can so I play this redhead. clip? And I just love that. Yeah. Can I play this clip from Planes, Trains, Automobiles? Exterior shot of the roadside motel. John Candy and Steve Martin are waking up in the morning on their trip back home. I used to have this song. What is it? Uh, Red Rock, Red River Rock. Oh, no, there's another song. I remember. Slow pan over to the left. You see a body in a bed. It's John Candy. He's spooning with Steve Martin. Here we go. And now, now he's moving. He's now he's kissing Steve Martin on the ear. <laughs> Steve Martin is smiling a little bit. Does he know it's Steve Martin? Not yet. They're, they're kind of in a dream state. Steve Martin's waking up. Uh, a bit of a fugue. His eyes are open. Listen. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Game last week. Yeah. Color game, color game. <laughs> <laughs> they got a man up after that. Uh, they're both going. <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> and and if you haven't you haven't seen Planes Trains, it's a uh, basic premise is it's a road show guy trying to get home for Thanksgiving and everything goes wrong. And uh, it, it's just a sweet sweet movie. It really is very good. Yeah, very good. I, I trust you. I absolutely believe that. I, it's just one of those odd movies I've just never seen. Yeah. I mean, you know every. You know, everybody here, Sean, you, me, you know, all of us have got that one movie that everybody else would just roll their eyes and go, you've never seen that? Yeah. 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 So. Titanic. Never seen it. Mm. Good for you. I Is wish that a go I, I wish I could say that. Yes. Lord of the Rings. You've never you seen really? Lord of the Rings? Wow. <laughs> no, I saw, I saw the first one. I haven't seen the uh, second or third. Uh, just wow. read the books. Golly, I You'll be all right. I'd have to think about the movie that everyone's seen, but I haven't. It's usually something that's very current. That's very popular. For some reason, I always kind of wait. If I don't see it in the theater the first week or two, yeah. it's gonna have to wait till DVD. Because that's just, yeah. I just don't, you know. You just don't get to the theaters that much. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I try. Which I'm tempted you, to go see GI Joe because I've heard it's bad. <laughs> hey, uh, Ethan, uh, uh, Ethan Manskyver, um, uh he said on his uh, Facebook page last night that he went to saw it. 
And he thought it was, I'm trying to remember if he actually used the word amazing or not. Really? But um, apparently he thought it was really good, and he wondered how many um, how many people were going to go see it themselves. Mm. So, you know, at least that's one person. I mean, you know, I don't know that he's the Oh, by the way, you want to pick up that name great. you dropped? <laughs> I'm so Okay. <laughs> he said Ethan Van Skyver exists. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, thought no, that was I get funny. it. I get it. Pick up that name. I'm not trying to look. I'm not trying to say we were having stinking lunch together. Is that normal to cough up? Oh, Brad, you are. Dis- looks like a piece of disgusting. Looks like a, pe- <laughs> looks like a chicken bone. Seriously, is that normal to cough up? Oh. I don't know. It's probably you're probably coughing up bits of a tumor. Use it. There's a tissue right have, in front of your computer. Brad. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, here's uh, we've got some Kleenexes right here. If you I need was to choking do something on something, thank you. I was choking okay. on something and. Yeah. And something just came up. That oh, that could be the start. Now. That's the start of a horror movie right there, sir. Uh. I just want to tie it back into the horror movie because I'm really I'm Sorry. really taken aback that we we wow. we've got Sean here on the phone and he's probably got stuff to do with his life and you know we're hey, we're he here talking go, about say, we're talking about John Hughes or or better yet he just hang up. Well, that's y- what y- I would do. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let, let's use this opportunity because we do have a contest we need to fess up on here. Let's move on. We've talked about John Hughes. We're going to miss him. He's a great guy. He's, he was obviously very active in Hollywood, uh, but behind the scenes mostly. Uh, last movie being Curly Sue. But um, So let's talk about our contest, Brad. You know, we had a contest. What was it? You, you spearheaded this contest. We confessed to two different things, and... Um one of which was true, one of which wasn't. Right. And and briefly, uh, I'll start. Uh, my two things were, um, at a very young age, I ran for mayor. And the other one was I threw up on a live radio show. Brad, what were yours? Uh, number one was that I purchased Amazing Spider-Man number 600. <clears throat> and number two was that I was late to my second daughter's birth because I stopped at the comic book store on the way to the hospital. And Bill? I'm so discombobulated right now. <laughs> I'm just My, my head's just jangling. <laughs> I thought we were here to talk about horror movies and angry gnomes and, and stuff and space monkeys. <laughs> Instead, we're talking about John Hughes and our contest and stuff. Do you have time for this, Sean? Can you, uh, can you stick oh, around? I'm, yeah, I'm good. Can you stick around sure, during the Sean, break? Sean will tell us if he, can, if he has to go. <laughs> Sean, all you got to do is so, say, okay. I got to go, guys. My wife is saying get off the phone. Because so my, uh, uh, so the, well, the two things I had was uh, uh, getting, uh, getting arrested for trespassing and uh, landing a, uh, having to land a plane. Um, uh, at the age of uh, 16. Now, Sean, did you happen to hear that episode? Oh, yes. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of sad that the mystique of the stories is going to get ruined now because they, <laughs> they were all a lot of fun. Well, well, the, well he needs let's just not, You're not one of the winners. Let's just not but, you know, um, let's just not even tell people then. Let's just let... Let's no, we've got to have a, gotta have a winner. come up with our own answers. We've got to have know? a winner. Well, we can... Uh, you, I mean, we can tell uh-huh. who won, all right. but we don't... I kind of want to read, like, I guess we should the reasoning behind what, why people thought one story okay. was true. And now, now, before we go, Sean, you want to tell us which ones you thought? Oh, geez. Um, and we won't reveal if you're right or not until later, but just tell us which ones did you think were true. So, Franks was running for mayor and throwing up on a uh, live radio, radio show. show. See, that, I, w- I would guess the throwing up. Okay, Brad. Okay. That's, Brad. No, that's. I'm sorry. That's the fake one or the true one? Yeah, that, that would be the. Uh, that would be the true one. Okay, okay, the true one is throwing up. All right. Okay. Did Did Bill land a plane or did he get arrested and go to juvie? <laughs> uh, see, those were both fun stories. So it's it's hard to. Uh, you, you had them so down too. It's hard to uh, try to pick. I I would say that the. Uh, 
Bill's the pumping his fist. The was the true one. Okay. And for Brad, it was buying uh, Spider-Man 600 or being late for his daughter's uh, birth. The horror. The horror. <laughs> I, I, I would guess... I would like to think that the, uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man was the true one. Okay, Spider-Man was true. Okay, <laughs> but I could understand. I could understand the other one happening. I could. Okay. Okay. Would you it like? Depends. Was she born on a Wednesday? That <laughs> makes Apparently, a lot of man. would you like me to read some other people's guesses? Yes, please. Okay. And and especially, their rationale, especially if they're scary. Want me scary. to say who it was that guessed this particular, or just? Yeah. No. Wait. Are these winners uh, or just people them. in general? Okay. How about? Um, just, they could be um, both. I mean, we'll announce the winners later. Just kind of read some of these comments. And we'll read, read the good them. ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Let's see. <clears throat> I'm still choking on whatever it was I coughed up. That's uh. <clears throat> then three, two, two. All right. One. one. Uh, <clears throat> Brian Cooper says. Jailbird Bill has got to be the real story, but I desperately want the plain story to be the true one. If only to wonder, Bill McGonnell, colon, hero? (laughs) (laughs) Hero or petty thief? Uh, Big swing there. Brian Cooper says, fourth place Frank is the true confession. (laughs) The mayor? If for nothing more than to have the Rincon factor to be the new six o'clock show on Fox News. Nice. Please let this happen. El corner. <clears throat> and uh, Brian Cooper says, my guess is Brad's true confession was the one concerning Allison and the reason why you relate to her birth. It's too big a confession to be a hoax. It has to be. Uh, good luck with that. If uh, Allison's a teenager and hears the story, please make sure to hide your comic books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, any more? Yeah. Um there was definitely a couple I wanted to, to read. Let's see. Erica Hesse. <laughs> Where did hers go? Oh. No, they're here. I just... Hello, Erica. How are you doing? She oh. can draw a woman, too. Let me tell you Yeah. Why. She knows how to draw well, I mean, when you can look in a mirror and go, okay, that curve should go right there. <laughs> That's right. This bump. That's right. Where the heck did hers go? Did I... Oh, I know what I did. Okay. I'm how sorry. was the... Uh, Okay, here how's, we go. How's the key doing for her, by the way? Uh, she key moved on other, supposed to come out she, this summer. Has she moved on to other projects yet, or is uh, she that's still, her? That's her project. That's so. totally cool, man. Yeah. Okay, Brad. Erica says, "I think the real one is that Bill trespassed." This one seemed more believable to me when he described it. If it's not real, dang, Bill's a good liar. <laughs> um, Erica says, "I think the real can can." is Frank spewing soda all over the place. If you're going to spew, spew in this. <laughs> <laughs> From Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It's cool when a, wom- when a woman can throw out a, a reference like that. Oh, know. yes. Cassie is pretty cool. Uh, hey, Brad, I think the real confession is when you missed Allison's birth. I could see that happening. Uh, I would have done the same thing, except... <laughs> Well, except I probably couldn't if I were in the hospital having a baby, LOL. Yeah, good point. I don't believe that you picked up Amazing Spider-Man number 600, especially how you went off what happened between MJ and Spidey. There is no way. Hey, you know what? I uh, um, 
uh, Sash was listening to that. The, excuse me, the professor was listening to that episode uh, a few days ago, and I had to explain to her what what the uh, the whole Spider Man six hundred deal was about. So I had to go back and explain to her that like the that Joey Q made uh, Straczynski, you know, write in the whole devil thing and the changing twenty years of history and stuff. And Sash was she was just almost as mad as you were. <laughs> She's like, I would have been mad too. <laughs> oh, I was like, afraid she was. That's at my the end girl. Of your man. story. She was going to go. That guy's a loser to get worked up about that. <laughs> there were several several other guesses, <clears throat> but those were the people that actually told explained why they thought one way or the other. Yes, okay. okay. So now let let us reveal the winner of Bill's confession is Brian Cooper. All right, Brian. Brian well, guessed. Way to go, man. That that you uh, went to juvie and you were trespassing. That's the truth. Bill went to juvie. He never landed a plane. Bill, I was rolling my eyes when you were telling that story. Hey, you know what? I had a couple other things I could have used as fake confessions, <laughs> and I thought to myself, uh, those are way too realistic, and the whole point of this show is to be entertaining. So that's uh, that's my uh, story, and I'm sticking to it. So, so can, Brian yes. Cooper, send uh, send Bill an email at bill at halfhourwasted.com. Uh-huh. Send him your address and bill will send you something from the bill mcgonnell prize closet yes. nice that's excellent maybe it's that meatball it's that, that <laughs> meatballs you've been longing for um, and, and maybe something else so that's one right for sean i'll bet yeah. i can find mm-hmm. something yes. else okay yes. erica hesse guessed frank's confession that is correct first. Okay. i did i did spew um if you're gonna uh, spew sodi- spew in the, i looked for that <laughs> clip but i couldn't find it now um uh, concerning the second show, the or the second live yes. running for mayor, that there is that is partially true, and I was I find it this really disconcerting that you're wearing those poker sunglasses <laughs> this whole episode. I can't see <laughs> where you're cool. looking. Um, <laughs> the reason the reason why uh, the story behind it, and Sean, again, you got a second one right. Is I did pull the paperwork. I did go to city hall to get the paperwork to run for mayor okay and i did take bring it home and i told my parents what i was planning to do and my parents said under no circumstances are you to run for mayor so that's as far as it went bummer so i never ran for mayor but i did i had intentions of running for mayor so wow. congratulations hesse send me your snail mail and i'll send you something nice were and you just uh, were you that mad or, uh, I was a kid, you know. Of course, it was the end of the world. My parents didn't understand me. I was like, "You don't understand." <laughs> he sat I'm down and started watching Weird Science and forgot all about it. <laughs> nice. Uh, a guy named John Davis uh, guessed mine first correctly. Okay, <clears throat> fake I, name. Uh, if is if that's yeah, I um <laughs> I actually did name. purchase Amazing Spider-Man number six hundred. There's Man. no way in the world I would ever take a chance on being late to my daughter's birth because I wanted to stop at the comic book store. Well, good for you. I'm, how in the world could I ever live that down? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty stinking disappointed you buying Spider-Man 600, though. So how long mm-hmm. that... Uh, how long Everything that, I said yes. in that confession, yes. it was 100% true. Yeah. So if you want to know why I bought it, go back and listen again. So, Sean, okay. you're 100%. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> too bad you don't win anything. Uh, yeah, but, too bad you uh, don't win Jack. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. You're the honorary runner-up winner. So, uh, John Davis. John Davis. Skew me. Scared you? What well, that scared fits you? in perfectly with the show. What, what happened? What scared you? Skew do. Did you get a haircut? See, that's wrapping this back in. You know, this is dovetailing back into the uh, the horror motif of this show. Brian Cooper, Erica Hesse, and John Davis. John, send me an email at brad at halfhourwasted.com. <clears throat> Give con- me your snail address. Con- congratulations to 
all of our listeners. We appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, you, we will send you some lovely stuff. As far as you know. Yeah, as far as you know. If the, yeah, if, if the, uh, the stamps are still good. Because I, I don't know if I have any of those forever stamps. I think all my stamps are like 17-cent stamps. So you have to use, what, like eight of those? How just, many, just, just go, you may want to go to the post office, or, or should sure. I go the Unabomber route and just put so much postage on it <laughs> that that I could be mailing parts of a tank and it would still make it through? Right? You think that'd be suspicious? Uh, it would be entertaining. <laughs> should, I, should I put uh, "fragile dash bomb" on it? <laughs> Personal? Uh huh. No, don't no. do that. That's the don't worst that. thing you could possibly do. That's if you ever want to see do. your kids again? Okay. Yeah. Don't. Now, if you want okay. a break from your kids. I do it. How about okay? So the bomb might be a little too, a little too over the top. So maybe I'll just put um, um, uh, uh, fragile uh, controlled substances okay. no. on the package. No, no. You know what? No. I I overheard a guy Canadian oxycontin. No, I, I had a. No. Uh, I overheard this guy talking about yes. how he yeah he just drops controlled substances in the mail for people. Okay. And he's he's been doing it for years and never got caught. Wow, I uh, is that uh, not just the craziest thing? That's pretty amazing. Either he was lying. Well, if you think about it, that's how his many, confession, isn't how it? How many packages? Yeah, get opened. Well, I, I would think a dog. I mean, I I imagine dogs sniff through. I don't know. Well, twenty years ago when I was uh, down in Florida, um, I had a uh, an acquaintance. I mean, I didn't have any friends down there. It's just people I met while I was there. But one of them, he would have packages of some certain thing. Uh, he would get FedEx to him. Controlled substance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, there, there's I mean, no we're, we're, we ain't talking heroin here or anything, but uh, yeah, um, uh, we're, we're, yeah, uh, something that you shouldn't mail. Well, I mean, I, uh, FedEx is a private company. That's kind of different. I can yeah. kind of see that. But this is the federal mail. This is... Wow. USPS, huh? Yeah. Wow, but well, neither rain nor sleet nor snow nor hangovers yeah. will stop them from their appointed rounds, will they? That's awesome. I can't, ima- I can't imagine working for like UPS or DHL or something and being around all these boxes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The temptation, I think, for me would be too great. That was Just that was when him. to shake them, mm-hmm. like to guess, and that that was when I'd really want. The superpower of extra yeah. vision. Yeah. You go, man, this package smells like a pine tree. Kind of like to open it, but uh, I guess I won't. Or if it says, mm-hmm. like, you see where the address yeah. is from, and it's from, like, Nancy's Swiss Chocolates in right. Seattle, Washington, yes. and you're, like, really hungry. You're like, dang. Oh, you know, those yeah. are good. I've, I've worked in shipping before, uh, previous careers, and yes. uh, and UPS guys are, are, for the most part, pretty happy guys. You always get the weird ones. There's always a couple weird ones, but UPS guys kind of dig their job. Wow. What can, what can Brown do for you? Yeah. That's the worst company tagline I ever. Know. I can't believe that thing yeah. actually made it through the, uh, the vetting process. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I bet you, I bet you that was one of the things mm-hmm. where the ad guys go, okay, yeah. we'll give them two good ones and one bad one. Yeah. And um, the client chose the bad one. Yes. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. What's left on the agenda? Let's see. We wanted to do an audio Twitter. And we never got oh, on yes. this, Brad. Uh, we never did touch on this, but your um, but comments on your book sale. Oh, hey, so this is going to be the first time that we've had a guest for the audio Twitter. Is that right? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Let's do Brad's comments yeah, on the yeah, book sale. Absolutely. Then we'll end with the. Then we'll yeah. end with that. Then we'll do Sh- Sean. We want you to plug your website and stuff like that at the very end. So okay, all so, right, okay. So Stand by the, for that. Uh, the book sale is going very well. And, yeah. and explain to everyone who who may just listen in what is the book sale about. I am uh, trying to raise money to help. 
um, I'm selling off like my trades and hardcovers, some of them, uh, to help fund my daughter Ashley's trip to yeah. uh, New York. Yes, she, her she and some of her drill team members um, were picked to be a part of the All American team who are getting to perform at the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and <clears throat> I am trying to s- somewhere I have to come up with uh, several hundred dollars. And um, I am, like I said, selling things. Um, lots of people on the forum have, have bought some. Frank and Bill have, have, have bought some. We just oh, bought yes. some. And Brad, to be honest, after I read these, I'll probably give them back. You can sell them again. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, sweet. I'm sorry to say I'm not going to be giving mine back. <laughs> no. Bill picked up uh, <laughs> some good uh, I'm jazzed, man. Supreme Power hardcovers and the Iron Man Demon in the Bottle This is the cover. first three fact, Supreme Power hardcovers, right? Yes, that's issues 1 through 18. Yes, and then I also got the uh, the great hardcover, the Iron Man Demon in a Bottle uh, series. I wanted to, to thank those who awesome. purchased and those who have just said, hey, I don't want any of your stinking books, but can I send you some money? There's yeah. been a handful of those. I really appreciate it. The Legion of Dudes had their live 50th episode right. the other night, I know. and I called to say hi. And it kills me that I didn't call in on that. I, I sent just, you a I, text. I still feel bad. I sent you a text and said, yeah. get your rear on the phone. Yeah, I was. I, f- I forget what I was doing, but I didn't have a good excuse. Um, that's okay. I'm so uh, sorry. And and they surprised me by saying, hey, we've you know managed to collect a little donation oh, for really? you. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's and, cool. And Sean Pryor was on there, and he... You remember the voicemail we played a few episodes yes. ago? Yes, yes. He plugged that on their show. See, um, Sean, thank you, Sean. That's yeah. very cool. And the dudes. Doubt. And the dudes. Way to go. I'm, I still, I only listened to the first half, then I had to go. So I, I was going to listen to it this weekend. Congratulations, guys. That's really nice for you to do for Brad. And, yeah, uh, that was a good show, that episode 50. I think it's, it just, it's just amazing that we get to have this relationship with those guys also, man. I just, those, you know those dudes. turned into quite the editor those dudes are is Johnny awesome. M. It's turned into quite the audio editor. Really? So is he cutting up most of their uh, episodes then? I could be wrong, but I think he does most of them. I okay. think he did that one in particular. Okay. In the Emmy Goes too. Johnny M, episode 50, sound editing. All right. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just wanted to, to thank you guys. Um, oh, and also, there's a, a listener of ours uh, who is... He, he, he offered several of his trades, and I have yet to put them on that thread yet. Oh, wow. But he is selling a bunch of his stuff and he says you can keep what you make if you know just reimburse me for the shipping to get these to those people oh wow so he's selling them and shipping them <laughs> but he's letting ashley have the the benefit that's awesome nice. so very sweet and i need to get those on the thread too um uh i'm gonna have to make the final payment september 15th so i'm thinking like a week before that i'll have to close the book sale and yeah know, that type of thing but Anyway, uh, keep keep the uh, keep the Jedi Order on there or whatever you gave me because I'm going to read this weekend. I'll just give them back to you next week. Uh, that's that's kind. Yeah, thank you. Um, anyway, I'm renting them. Thank you all for <laughs> uh, thank you all for um, for participating. So that's okay. all. That's all I had to say about okay. that. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's kind of wrap up with an audio tweet then. Now, um, Sean, are you familiar with Bill's audio tweets? Uh, yes, I am. They're okay. very entertaining. So sorry for you. Oh, you know what? You need yes. Oh, you need no. a patch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Need I need a, a uh, I need a button. Don't well, I? while while you do that, uh, Sean, tell us where you can where can we find out about uh, Greenbrook and where can we get Angry Gnome Comics? Uh, everything is at angrynomecomics dot com. Okay. Uh, information and preview pages on all our comic books. Um, ordering information on all our books. Information on us. Um, all that fun stuff. 
Cool. So, angrynumcomics.com. And any, any uh, besides Greenbrook, anything else you want to promote uh, coming up? Uh, well, we just, like I said earlier, we just put out the fourth issue of Palm Reader, which finishes off that story. So me and Steph are kind of excited about that because it's our first full miniseries that we're, you know, we're finally finishing up. So that's kind of cool. Where can I get that? Because I want to um, read the end of it. It should be on Indie Planet soon. Um, within the next couple of weeks, it should be up. Well, awesome. feel, feel free to send us a little press release or something like that. We'll mention it on an upcoming show. Well, I appreciate it. All right, Bill, you ready? Yes, I'm trying to uh, figure out whether to. Uh, um, should we do? Um, don't tease them. Don't tease them. Because just it's trying to figure out which one to do. One. Just be a man. Okay. Pick one. Because one, one of them is a lot better than the other. So I'm trying to decide if I should do the better one or the one that's not quite as no, great. No, do the better one because we have a guest. All right. Oh, there you go then. Um, so thank you, Sage. I appreciate that. Uh, actually, this is very Sage centric. Uh, Hi. Yeah, good boy. All right. Okay, you ready? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Windows Media Player is standing by, and I got the volume up, so uh, I'm, ready. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Bill's audio Twitter. All right, so I'm here in the front bathroom rinsing out Sage's training potty. You know, the one we keep in the living room so you can watch movies while he's doing it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, come on, you know what I'm thinking. Man, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you were thinking. I know exactly what you were thinking. Can I say it? Can I say it? Go please, ahead, please. Say it, say it, say it. Why can't I have one of these in my living room? In front of the TV what? or the Super Bowl or that new Blu ray I got? Why don't they make big people training potties? That's all I know. I'm saying. That's awesome. I've actually thought of that myself when I was. You know, oh, I'm with, you. with my kids. I'm like, dang, I'd like to have one of these. I mean, if you could have that. In your living room, and then, like, next to a fridge where you could get your beer. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. You wouldn't have to wear pants again. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's awesome. You guys wear pants? <laughs> well, well actually, we have to. Actually, right now in the studio. Yeah, it's an audio medium. <laughs> right now in the studio, uh, we're not, actually. Yeah. Kind of like that scene in uh, The Last Crusade when um, Indiana Jones okay. and his dad are on the blimp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Yeah. They're not... Um, they're not wearing, no, they're pants, not wearing pants because it was like 118 degrees <laughs> yeah. in the set that day. Um, yeah, that uh, um, I, I don't mean to bring up a uh, touchy subject, but uh, that reminds me of uh, I, I kept thinking of one of my maybe my favorite scene from Idiocracy mm-hmm. while Your I'm doing movie. that audio tweet. Yes, which was just awesome. Well, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, have you seen uh, Idiocracy? No, I have not Sean, seen have, it have you seen Idiocracy, sir? No. Really? Okay. <laughs> the it's only person, Bill, who has seen this movie. Sean, don't waste your time with that, okay? <laughs> oh, 
That's man. That's, that's okay. That's some funny moments. It's no, not he, he goes five hundred years like the least future. funny movie ever. Dax Shepard. Uh, he he runs into Dax Shepard, who's just a regular everyday dude five hundred years from now, and he's sitting on his uh, lazy boy in the living room watching really bad television. Uh, really bad television programs because no one's smart anymore. And uh, he he gets up from his chair, and it turns out that his chair doubles as a toilet. <laughs> so basically, he never has to leave the living room. And uh, yeah, so that's one of the uh, the positive uh, uh, things that will happen uh, 500 years from now. <laughs> well, hey, with with that thought, yes. we just had pizza show up. Pizza just oh, walked in. Oh, hey, speaking let's, of, uh, and thank you, Brad. A lot of cheese. Um, let's uh, let's wrap this puppy up. Next week, guys, we're coming to you from uh, was it the Dallas Comic Con? Dallas Comic Con. We will yes. be coming to you from there. It'll Wait a, a minute. We will be a live like recorded show. The Dallas Comic Con. It's really Dallas how we Comic-Con. need to say it. DallasComicCon.com. No, there is no dot com. I mean, just saying. Because it's not that big. Yeah. That's all uh-huh. I'm saying. Yeah, it, hey, it, we can't be one. picky, though. Yeah. Right. Comic-Con mainly work in but, Dallas. But, Sean, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> You're welcome well, anytime. You let us, let us and, know um, how to... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to point out that the uh, Greenbrook, it's debuting at the Pittsburgh Comic-Con, and that's September 11th through the 13th. Awesome. Right. So, guys... I just wanted to make sure I threw the dates out there. And thank do you, you have cool. any confessions for us? <laughs> I do not. Good answer. Okay. Well, with that, uh, uh, and to your lovely wife, tell her we said hello. And with that, guys, let's wrap this up and get some pizza. Okay. Yeah, just I, um, I just, I want to wish, uh, want to wish you all uh, much, uh, much luck. Um, oh dear. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, Angry Gnome, PKD Media, Space Monkey, uh, Workshop Thirteen, Poverty Row, and Alliance. What was that? was the last one on the yeah. uh, email. Um, yeah, I wish all five of you uh, success, and uh, hopefully you all like Indian leg wrestle for the uh, championship uh, <laughs> at the Comic-Con. <laughs> really, well, thank oh, you. Go ahead, Brad. R- really quickly, who's your favorite movie mass murderer? Uh, Freddy. Freddy. Okay. How right, did we ahead. miss that question? We, we, we've been talking with Sean for like three hours now. <laughs> you and all the listeners know that we can't stay on target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We stay on target. <laughs> I think it's kind of the charm of the I think show, I'll bring Concerta for all of us next okay. time. Okay. That wouldn't do me any good. And with good. that, uh, drop us a comment at, at halfhourwaste at gmail.com, and we will see you next week from Dallas Comic Con. Yay. Comic-Con. Bye, guys. Thank you, Sean. Bye, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Abigail.